Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violent sports. Start from the face. Start. Have you always been sporty yourself? Uh, right from a young age. Yeah, so I've always been involved in sport. Uh, my parents have always encouraged me to, to play sport, and I just loved it from an early age. Um, you know, whether it was from a young age going down the beach and throwing a ball with my dad, but doing a bit of throwing and catching. Um, and then obviously when I went to uh, school, just loved sport, would try and play for any team that I could. Um, I lived right next to FB Field, so that always helped. So yeah, I'd always yeah. be on that field playing footy yeah. um, with my friends. Um, but yeah, I just always loved sport from an early age. I'd try and get in any, any team that I could, whether it be rugby, football, yeah. whatever it be. Do you miss any of them sports now? or do? You... I used to play a lot of football. I used to play for St Paul's. Uh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. a bad little footy player, but... Um, now as I've got older, I just play for a bit of fun, but I would love yeah. to get back into it actually yeah. uh, in the future. The squash, where did that first start? How, how did you first get into it? Um, so I was in Plat Due, uh, I went to Plat Due school and I was in year six at the time and Nick Taylor, who was the uh, director of squash in Jersey, came just to deliver a little tasty session. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what squash was, I'd never played, uh, played or heard of it before. Yeah. Um, so we did a little taste session. I loved it. Just um, you know, hitting the ball against the nets we were doing, um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I went home and sp- said to my mum, "I want to carry on doing it." Yeah. And even she at the time, she didn't really know what squash was, even yeah, though yeah, I'd yeah. only lived down the road and, and this facility is here. Yeah. Um, so she had a look online and uh, spoke to the school and got some inf- uh, information from uh, from Nick. Yeah. Uh, got in touch and then I came down and just and started playing, you know, yeah. but at a very, very beginner level. Yeah. So yeah I didn't really yeah, yeah. know what squash was, but I was keen to get involved. Yeah. What age was that? Like, oh, around? so I was in year six, so I must have been. Yeah. Must have been, oh, God, I don't know, 10, 10, 11, 10, 11, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like you say, what were you like to start with and what made you fall in love with the sport itself as well? Yeah, so when I came down here and seen the facility, I, I've never seen a squash court before, so when I yeah. saw that, I thought it was amazing, you know, I was only a little lad. It's yeah. such a big area, so I thought, you know, that was pretty fascinating to start. Um, and I was pretty rubbish at the start, but as I expected, you know, I wanted to be good, but I wasn't for the first probably two or three years. I was pretty yeah. not good at all, yeah. you know. I just wanted to hit the ball hard. I didn't really understand it very well. Yeah. I just just wanted, enjoyed coming down, and I knew a few people down it, so I just wanted to just to hit the ball really. Yeah. Um, and it took a few years to really get into it and start understanding and learning the game. Yeah. Um, do you remember? Your first kind of tournaments as well, obviously you went through the ranks. Do you remember your first tournament that you went into? Yeah, so I started in the Nick Taylor Squash Academy, um, like I said, in about year six. Uh, and I just kept coming on a Saturday. I was only doing once a week. And then I started going, I started in the first session, which is like the beginner session. And I started going through the ranks, you know, I was going up into session. Yeah. Um, and then within a few years, I was at the top session playing sort of at a good level of squash. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the competitions would come around every couple of times a year and I'd be terrified, you know, I didn't feel confident going into them. Yeah. Uh, but it only took, you know, it took one competition to play and realise that actually I was, I was all right. I didn't win, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was playing some decent stuff and I got a few good wins. So yeah. it kind of really got me hooked from that. Yeah. Um, like you say, were you a daunter? How much would you say to those maybe starting out now, just enjoy the first few tournaments and yeah you've just got to, just got to bite the bullet and go for it really um you, you'll find out how good of a player you are or, or what kind of athlete you are if you just go into those tournaments with trying to enjoy it yeah trying to get a win or two wins or even just trying to get a few points you know yeah don't expect to win just uh just try and have a bit of fun and enjoy it yeah obviously you went on to go to the island games 2019 especially stood out silver and bronze 
what different like kind of tournaments was it like for the cell phone bronze? Was it team? So so um, so went to Ireland Games, uh, which was was amazing. Um, got selected for the squad, which was brilliant. Um, I'd only been to the European Championships before that, which w- was my first national event, which was in Latvia in, in 2018. Yeah. And that was amazing. I didn't do very well, yeah, yeah. but uh, as a team we did all right, but that was my first international tournament, so the I was a experience. bit nervous. Yeah, so it was just experience, but it was such a good trip. Um, and then, obviously, Ireland Games came up, um, so I got selected for that. Um, so I actually played, there was four events for squash, and I actually yeah. played in all four. Okay. Which was, and I was the only one in the team who played all four events, which was quite brutal. So I ended yeah, up yeah. playing 15 games in about four days. Yeah. So my body was absolutely ruined, but it was so worth it because it was yeah. such a good trip. So I played in the men's singles, the team event, which was girls and boys, uh, mixed doubles and men's doubles. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I ended up winning um, a bronze medal in the doubles with Scott Gauthier. Yeah. Um, we got a silver in the, in the team event. But the doubles was funny, actually, because um, me and Scott got paired together. Yeah. And we'd never played doubles together before. We'd never really played doubles. Because yeah, there's yeah, not yeah. a lot of doubles that goes on, Jersey. No, no. And also, if you're playing doubles, it's a massive court. They open up the court. Okay. It's a lot wider. And it's really weird. So we'd never, ever played. Yeah. We, we had a, one practice doubles game and we got beat. Yeah, by two yeah, other lads yeah. in the team so we thought we were going to be in a, a world of trouble going over there yeah and we kind of just clicked you know on court together we worked well and, and somehow managed to scrape a bronze medal out of yeah, it so yeah. uh, we were pretty happy with that uh how how proud were you and like your family as well just to get those medals as well yeah it was it was an unbelievable achievement um when i was going over there i wasn't expecting to get anything you know but apart from experience i just wanted some experience um but it was such a good trip the atmosphere was amazing um, and to come away with two, middle, uh, two medals was just unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I shocked myself, and I, I'm sure I shocked a few others as well. Yeah. Um, is that the highlight of your career so far as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd say so. Um, just because, you know, I really, like I said, I really wasn't expecting to, to do very well because I didn't know what I've, I'd never been to an Ireland Games. I wasn't sure what the competition was going to be like. Um, but I ended up playing the best squash of my life, you know. I think it was just uh, the reason why. I think I was just having so much fun over there. You know, the sun was shining. Uh, there was so many other sports going on. So it wasn't like you're just fixing the squash world for, for five days straight. Yeah, you know, yeah. you could you play your games and have a wander about and go watch some other sports. Yeah. So it was just a brilliant experience. We just, as a team, we had quite a young squad as well. So we had so much fun. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I played such a squash. I think it was just relaxed, you know. I was really relaxed. Yeah, out there. that's what I was going to ask next. Like, in those games, in those kind of bronze, uh, well, yeah, bronze medal game there would have been, mm. um, how did you stay, stay so calm and... Yeah, you know, I thought I was going to be pretty tense, but um, like I said, we had a young team around us, so it was all pretty relaxed in the camp. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted to go on and just, just play as best squash we could. I had good people around me. You know, I had Paul Franklin, who was our, our team manager, who had been to many Ireland games and, and won medals himself. Yeah. So he was in the corner after every game. You know, you had uh, all, everyone was, was helping out and, and uh, digging in to try and help you get a good result. So it was just relaxed, no yeah. pressure on you at all. And I think that's why um, I, I got some good results. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there's people back at home watching. Yeah, you know the the local Jersey supporters and your parents and yeah. uh, and people like that. Um, future Island Games is that the aim for you, or are you aiming even higher in your own game? I, I definitely would love to go to more Island Games in the future. Any Island Games that I can, yeah. uh, I'd work hard to get selected and hopefully get some more medals in the future. Um, I would love to. Hopefully, we can carry on representing Jersey in the European Championships as well. Yeah. Because they're such good trips to go on, you know, you, you end up going to Europe all over the place and it is brilliant. 
Um, I, I would love to do a pro tournament one day. You know, that would be massive for me. Um, but obviously, it's a lot of training, a lot of hard work. Uh, you have to fit it in with work and everything. So it's yeah, something yeah, maybe yeah. in the future I'd look at. Um, now, like just before we came here, mm. you were coaching. Uh, is that something you always wanted to do, personally? So, um, uh, so I went to Lockyer, um, and my favourite sport was PE. Yeah. Um, and, and probably in primary school as well. My favourite thing to do was PE. It was my best class. It was what I was good at. You know, yeah. I was a sporty kid, and I liked to do sport. I wasn't very good at academically. I wasn't very good yeah. at sitting down and sitting still. You know, I always wanted to be up and moving about. Um, so when I went to college, I, I did a uh, level three sports diploma. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And then at the end of that, I didn't really know what I was going to do with myself. You know, I was either going to go to uni yeah. or try and find a job. Yeah. And luckily, um, everything just kind of fell into place, really. Uh, Nick Taylor, who I said before, he was the director of squash. He was packing his bags and heading to Boston. Yeah. So he got a great job opportunity over there. Um, so I kind of just, you know, slipped into this role which was a big ask at the start. I was only 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you'd set that nicely up for me, which was, which was amazing. But it was, like I said, it was a big ask. I was a little bit terrified at the start. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, um, literally around the same time, um, Jersey Sport got in touch with me and said there was a role there available for the, for the PE team. Yeah. So I went for an interview with that and then ended up getting that job as well. So everything was kind of coming at me at once. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I was doing 20 hours of Jersey Sport, which I still am. Um, and I was doing about 20, 25 hours here. Yeah. Um, so everything just worked out really well for me. Um, and that's where it started. You know, I was 18. Um, I was head coach here at the Jersey Squash Club. Yeah. Uh, working with Jersey Sport in schools. So I was just kind of learning on the job, getting lots of experience, but I had a lot of good people behind me. Yeah. Um, Ian Finesse, for example, he was after Nick left. You know, I, I didn't have a coach then because he yeah, was my yeah, coach yeah. that was gone. So he was kind of my mentor after Nick left and yeah. still is, you know, he's only a phone call away. He's always helping me out or, or trying to get me training or give me a kick up the arse yeah, to do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've always had good people behind me. You know, my parents have been great yeah. to support me and stuff. So yeah, coaching is something I've always wanted to do from an early age or sport. I always want to do something sport yeah, and coaching yeah, yeah. came the best option for me um, how much as I got was, older. How much was, like you said, Nick was your coach. Mm. How much from his coaching habits or techniques do you take into now your coaching? Yeah, good um, point. So I'd say I, I learned a hell of a lot from him. You know, I was his assistant coach from about the age of 16. Yeah. So I started working by his side, assisting on, on his academy at the time. Um, and I learned a lot from that. You know, I was taking sessions myself and, and having groups of kids on court myself. So, you know, I, I was given a, res- a responsibility at an early age to, to take that on and, and try and, teach these kids some squash, you know, yeah. which was what I, what I was like as a kid, you know, I, I was taught and I wanted to give something back. How much do you enjoy it as well, seeing the kids develop? Yeah, absolutely, it is brilliant. So we've got about, um, so we've run, I run the Jersey Squash Academy at the moment, we've got about 50 to 60 kids within that um, yeah. and, we're, and the kids are getting better and better every term, uh, yeah. every week, you know, they're really progressing and, and seeing the smiles on their face is massive for me. As long as they're enjoying it yeah, yeah. And, and progressing, that, that's hap- that makes me happy, you know? It means we're, we're doing something right down here. Yeah. And we're bringing more kids in all the time as well, so... Yeah. Yeah, so getting them progressing on court is, is brilliant, just growing the sport of squash. Yeah, for sure, and just getting them active as well. Exactly right. Uh, um, how important has this squash club in particular been for you, both career and 
both in sport and coaching and socially as well. Yeah, massively. I'd say this this place has been uh, you know brilliant for me. I say I, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today without this building itself, and that sounds a bit funny, but you know I grew up in in here and and got older and older and older and met a lot of people in here, good people who are still by my side today who helped me out with anything, you know, and always a phone call away. Um, the committee are great, both on the Jersey Squash Club Committee and the Jersey Squash Association Committee. They've helped me massive, uh, massively yeah. and uh, given me great opportunities. And, you know, I really wouldn't be where I am today without this place. How much has COVID affected it as well? The whole running of it, the coaching side of things? Yeah, so it was... Uh, we had to stop coaching and we had to close the doors for a good six months, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, it was hard. The club struggled financially for a period yeah. because without, and I'm sure it's not just this club, I'm, I can only speak for this club, but I'm sure for all over the squash world, you know, squash clubs are nothing without their members. Yeah. You know, um, if no one's playing on court, if no one's down in the bar having a beer, you know, this place is going to struggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's the same for, for other sports as well and other clubs. Um, yeah, it was, it was a struggle at the start, you know. Um, with with the doors closed, there was nothing really going on here. It was dead, um, but yeah, so it was a struggle at the time. But slowly, uh, we're we're getting back up now. Yeah. Um, Jersey Sport have been great to get us our restrictions in place and given our guidelines so we can follow them. Yeah. Um, and at least we can get people, even though it's not full on playing. Yeah. It's not full intensity. We can still get people back on court and open the doors and open the bar. Yeah. And still get people down on court hitting the ball. Yeah. Um, how much do you miss the tournaments over here as well? Uh, I remember coming down, I can't remember what tournament it was, but last summer, I think it was, and people from all around the world came here. Yeah. And how much do you miss those kind of events? Yeah, absolutely. They, well? they were, they're massive, you know. Um, we won, uh, we run the Jersey Squash Festival, Jersey Rackable Squash, uh, Jersey Rackable Festival. Uh, once a year obviously we haven't been able to do that this year yeah. uh, but they're usually massive events you know like you said we have people coming from all over the place in teams of five and six maybe more yeah. just to come down and, uh, and play for a weekend um, and that's them just playing four or five games but it's such a good atmosphere down here um, obviously not in COVID times you get 100, 200, 300 people down here yeah, yeah. It, it's brilliant um, you can get music down hire food and stuff like that so it is brilliant but obviously we miss those events massively um, yeah, and obviously, unfortunately, we don't have the availability to get professionals over. Like when Nick was here in charge, he, had, yeah, he, had, yeah. he was a pro himself, you know, ex-world number 14. So he had a lot of links yeah. um, to get big professionals over for big exhibitions, which unfortunately we don't have that at the moment. Yeah, uh, But it's definitely something we're, we're looking to, to get back in the future. Um, and you touched on the guidelines. What is it still family members only or can people come wrap down? And so, so it's low intensity at the moment. Um, yeah. You should really be playing with people from your household. Um, uh, but we are running Jersey Squash Academy sessions, but we're just restricted numbers. Yeah. Only so many kids on a court. Yeah. Uh, parents shouldn't really come down and watch, but if they do that, that is fine. But yeah. obviously just restricted numbers, really. And, and trying, to, you know, trying to keep the, the kids' hands to themselves, which is obviously yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they're not wiping on the walls and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it, it's just responsibility on us, really. we just got to make sure that we clean the courts after. Yeah. Make sure we clean the rackets, wipe everything down, you know, and get the kids uh, hand sanitising on the way in and out. Yeah. And you touch on uh, racquetball as well. It's not yeah. just squash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and your links with paddle tennis as well. Mm. How good has have those two been, especially paddle tennis this summer? It seems to have rise in rows and rows. Yeah, absolutely. Paddle has been massive, actually. And we've... Uh, 
we've just got a link, you know, where the paddle is going to become part of this club here. Um, and that is massive because obviously in the summer, some people don't really want to come inside and, and when it's boiling hot yeah, and play squash yeah. or racquetball, especially obviously in COVID was closed. So having that paddle outside is, is another option for people. Yeah. And it's still linked to us as well. Yeah. So they can go out. Uh, I know Tom Price did a fantastic job in running some paddle leagues. Yeah. Um, and he's done a bit of coaching out there himself. So he's done really well out there in running that. But it's been brilliant. You know, it brings people into the club as well. And yeah. it also does the other, other way around. It brings people from here out to there. For sure. And a lot of people haven't played paddle before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or for, for people who don't know it, can you explain a little bit that? So, yeah, so paddle tennis is a mix of squash, racquetball and tennis, okay? So <laughs> it's like you've got a court, a, it's, you've got a tennis court with a net in the middle with glass walls all the way around the outside. Um, so you serve underarm, you've got to get every shot over the net, but it can bounce and hit the glass back. Yeah. like you would in squash or racquetball and then you can play the ball off the back yeah. so think of it as tennis but if the ball hits the back it then becomes squash or racquetball you know yeah, so yeah. you're using skills from both um, and like I said it's brilliant because it brings tennis players in it brings squash and racquetball players in yeah, and sure. it means people can mix around from all the different ones you know for sure it brings everyone together like absolutely it. yeah um, how much do you encourage people to come down take part in squash racquetball um, and paddle as well. How much do you encourage them to come down? I'd recommend here? it highly, you know. Uh, just the atmosphere down here is brilliant. Everyone's so friendly, smiles on their face, you know. Everyone just comes down here because they love playing and enjoy the game. They don't, no one has to come down here, yeah. you know. And, and we're always nice and busy for that reason. We have such a good atmosphere. You know, the bar's open six days a week. So after your games, you can have a, have a beer or have a, a soft drink, whatever you like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just brilliant. It's such a good family place as well. You know, if you come down as a family, we do family memberships, but your kids can join the academy or, or play with other children. Um, adults could meet other parents and stuff like that. So it's just such yeah. a family-based club, you know. Um, it, squash uh, is scientifically proven as being the healthiest sport in the world, the, the biggest calorie burner. Yeah. Um, so if that's not a, a good reason for you to come down and do some exercise, you know, I don't know what is. For sure. I didn't know that fact. Yeah. That's a good fact. Um and do they have to be a member to come down or can they hire out courts as well? So we are a members club, um, but if you get in contact with us, we can arrange for you to have a little hit, you know, yeah. um, to see if you like the sport or, or I can do some coaching with you or um, there's lots of options we can give you before you, you look at becoming a member. Yeah. Um, you know, you can have trial periods or come and have a hit or two. Um, yeah. yeah. Or bring a friend, even if you are a me- know someone who's a member, you can come down and have a hit with them. Uh, finally... What are your goals specifically for both your playing and coaching career and as a club itself as well? Um, so I'll start with the playing. For me, uh, like I said, I touched base before, I'd love to carry on representing Jersey as, as much as I can, whether that's Interinsula, Island Games, European Championships, whatever I can, yeah. um, whatever we can take part in, whether it's singles or team events or, or whatever, I would love to to further my playing career as much as I could, you know, wherever that takes me. Yeah. Um, but I always think my main focus at the moment is coaching. Um, I've recently just done my level three squash coaching badge, which I completed in Manchester yeah. um, with England squash, which was, which was a brilliant achievement for me, you know, it's one of the, one of the highest coaching badges you can get. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, I'm the only active level three squash coach and racket coach in Channel Islands. So, yeah. so it's a big achievement for me that, um, and I'm only 21, you know, to get that at such an early age means, uh, one, I never have to do it again, yeah. and it will always stay with me. Um, 
and it's just if, if you're a level three coach you know it's quite high rec- uh, recognized you know it's quite good to have yeah sure but also it was such a good experience being on that course as well you know with pro players uh, pro coaches and, and just like yeah. big people and and the people who ran that course, you know, um, they are they are in top England coaches, you know, who run the England squad sessions and stuff like that. So it's just it was such a good experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for the club itself, how, what do you just want to keep on growing? Yeah. So hopefully, obviously, when COVID passes, if, if it ever does, yeah. hopefully we can you know reopen our doors and get the leagues back up and running. Um, get the individual leagues, team leagues, racquetball, squash, you know, paddle, and incorporate everything together. And I think. When we can do that, get everything running together. Yeah. You know, we'll have three, four to five leagues running at a time. I think this place will be buzzing. Yeah. Um, my main aim is to, to bring new people in, whether yeah. that be kids, adults, whoever, you know, um, just to try, try and grow the sport of squash and racquetball because it is such a, a, such a healthy and active sport for people to play. And it's so fun as well, you know. Even if, yeah. uh, even if you're the best player in the world, it doesn't matter. You can come down and just have a laugh, have a bit of fun, yeah. have a run around, get a sweat on. But... Um, yeah, I really would encourage people to come down and give it a go. Sportscast Jersey, the voice of violent sport.